0: Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: The Magnificent Montague starring Marty Woolley. Yes, it's the Magnificent Montague. Today, Edwin Montague, to his great embarrassment, is known only as Uncle Goodhart, star of an afternoon radio program. But perhaps a few of you older folks remember him when he trod the Shakespearean stage and was known as the Magnificent Montague. And although radio has brought him a living and dubious fame, he still dreams of returning to the stage. Right now, the Montague apartment is enjoying a little peace and quiet, which means he is not home yet from his broadcast. Lily Boehm, his wife and former leading lady, and Agnes the maid are awaiting him for dinner. The telephone is ringing.
2: Okay,
3: okay. The residents of Edwin Montague and Lily Boehm, Agnes the maid, on this end, come in, Roger. Oh, hello, Sam. Oh, sure, Sam. Yeah, that'll be okay, Sam. Oh, well, sure, Sam, I'll tell her. Yes, so long, Sam. Agnes, who is that? You're kidding. Well, I know. I know it was Sam, but which Sam? Which Sam? How many Sam's do we know? Oh, Sam Harrison across the hall. Give this lady six silver dollars and a case of Snickers.
2: <laughs>
3: well, what do you want? He and his what? wife, Martha, have something to ask you. Oh, I hope
4: they drop in before Edwin gets home. You know how he feels about the Harrisons.
3: I know how he feels about everybody except Edwin Montague. That's love, love, love. <laughs> oh, stop, Agnes. Just hope Sam and his wife get over here right this minute. No, I don't. She's taking a
4: bath. Well, I hope Edwin's late.
2: <laughs> oh,
4: Sam only wouldn't continually try and sell Edwin life insurance. They're the only neighbors we have really ever had. You can have them. Oh, mm-hmm. Agnes, please. I know Sam can be a little trying. No, oh, she'd
3: stop trying with those corny jokes.
4: Now, Agnes, we have to make them feel at home. We're the only neighbors they know since they moved in from St. Louis. Okay,
3: I'll make them feel at home. I'll put on a St. Louis Cardinal uniform. <laughs>
4: oh. oh, Agnes, stop pretending you don't like the Harrisons. Don't they pay you a dollar an hour on your nights off for sitting with their daughter, Gwendolyn? Sure they do. And the kid takes it right away from me and
3: Jen Rummy. <laughs> Oh, no. He beats my brains out. Oh, Uh, that's Sam. I'm glad he got here before Edwin arrived. I'll get it. Come in, Sam. Sam. Uh Uh-oh, it's a monster. (laughs) Hello, Edwin. What's this
5: hello, Sam?
4: Oh, never mind.
5: I come into my own house, and it's hello, Sam.
3: So I said hello, Sam. I thought you're Uncle Sam. Who else do you look like? (laughs)
5: Oh, Lily, thank goodness Agnes finally learned how to bark out hello. At least we broke her of the habit of jumping up on people and licking their faces.
4: All right, Edwin, now sit down. You look tired. Can Agnes get something?
5: Yes, lost.
4: <laughs> Come on, Mr.
3: Montague, you have something. I made a batch of cookies especially for you. You can hardly taste the arsenic.
4: <laughs> Agnes, leave him alone.
5: Only oh, after a day of degrading myself on the radio, I have to come home to this.
4: Well, how was your program then?
5: Oh, we gave the housewives both barrels this afternoon.
4: Was Uncle Goodhart doing good again in his little cottage on the sunny side of the lane?
5: Good. I was nauseating. Today, <laughs> Uncle Goodhart is walking through the woods, and I find a little animal in a big trap.
3: What'd you do? Open your mouth and let it out? <laughs>
5: Lily, tire up the kitchen or something. Oh,
3: not that, Master.
2: <laughs> oh, Agnes. Oh, well,
5: I wish I could find something funny in life. Radio's got me. The Magnificent Montague rescuing little birds from traps and fixing their little broken legs.
3: No,
4: Edwin.
5: Oh, Lily, to once again tread the boards in Hamlet. Macbeth. Oh, for the smell of grease paint. I
4: know. It's been a long time,
5: Ed. Yes, Now, the only time I smell grease paint is when Agnes makes French fried
2: potatoes. (laughs)
4: He's nuts. How
3: could they smell from grease paint? I fry them in suntan oil. (laughs) Agnes,
4: must you take him up on every... There they are. I'll get it. There who are... Edwin, Sam Harrison and his wife
5: Martha want to ask... Oh, no! Now, Edwin, be nice to them. Ah, Mr. and Mrs. Harrison. How do you do, Mr. and Mrs. Montague? Heard your program this afternoon, Mr. Montague, and I said to Martha, they pay him for that? (laughs) (laughs) That's just what I said, didn't I, Martha?
2: Yes.
4: Us stand there in the hall.
5: No, oh, uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Come in a little. <laughs> uh,
4: Sam, you wanted to ask me something?
5: Now that you mention it, yes. You see, Mrs. Montague, Martha and I belong to the Parent Users Association of the school our daughter Gwendolyn attends, Public School 37. I know, and you want to know why we never sent Agnes to school.
4: Now, Edwin, be serious. Go on, Mr. Harrison. Well, we are trying
5: to raise money for some new playground equipment. After all, we want our children to grow up with healthy minds in healthy bodies. Why? <laughs> Edwin! Uh, uh,
4: tell me, Mr. Harrison, how are you going to raise the money? Well, it's Martha's idea. We're going to have an
5: amateur theatrical evening. An amateur theatrical evening. <laughs> Oh,
2: no. Yes. (laughs) A
4: theatrical evening.
5: We want you to be in it. (laughs) Lily, back in grease paint again. The lights, the excitement. I'll be where everyone can see me. You certainly will be. You're taking tickets. (laughs)
2: Tickets? Yes. Yes
5: a ticket-taker. I suppose my wife, Lily, will be an usher. Oh, no, no. We understand she has talent. Oh, she has the talent of the family.
4: That's what the man said.
5: (laughs) Uh, Mr. Harris is making her come as a shock to you, but for years I was known internationally as the magnificent Montague. Oh, I do declare Now, do you remember? The magnificent Montevideo by George it all comes back to me now. Didn't you appear in St. Louis? Many times. That's it. We saw you wrestle gorgeous George. Uh,
4: Look, Mr. Harrison. Edwin was regarded as the foremost Shakespearean actor in America. Thousands of theater goers still remember his voice. And they
3: have the broken eardrums to prove it. (laughs) Agnes, is that
5: your voice, or are they delivering coal to the neighborhood?
4: Edwin. Uh, Mr. Harrison, Edwin and I could do a scene together for your PTA theatrical.
5: Fine, fine. What would you do? Scene from Shakespeare, naturally. Oh, I'm afraid that's impossible, Mr. Montague. You see, we already have something from Shakespeare. The balcony scene from Romeo and Juliet. Really? And who are the stellar actors about to perpetrate this crime? (laughs) Yeah. I'm Romeo... You're Romeo? Yes, and guess who's Juliet? No. Yes.
2: Oh, Lily, Lily.
5: Shakespeare has lived in the hearts of men for 300 years, but he'll never survive this blow. Well,
4: Eddie, we could do something else. You could recite a poem.
5: Say, that would be Jim Dandy. A little mother goose for the kiddies. Mother goose?
4: But well, now, Edward, remember how beautifully you used to do the minstrel boy?
3: Oh, no, not that again. Quiet, Edward. Uh, go ahead, Edward.
5: The minstrel boy to the wars is gone. In the ranks of death you'll find him. His father's sword he has girded round, and his wild harp slung behind
4: him. Eh? Beautiful, Edwin.
5: By gum, that Irving Berlin can write lyrics.
4: Irving Berlin?
5: More. Oh. There, there was a point with spirit.
4: Mr. Harrison, you can count on Edwin and me to be there.
5: So good of you. Now, wait. This is ridiculous. Lily and I are famous for our roles in Shakespeare. Now,
4: Edwin, Sam and Martha are doing Romeo and Junior's. They have their heart set
5: on it. Oh, yes, indeed. Yeah. I've been practicing that love scene with Martha all week, haven't I, Martha? Yes. Oh, but this is silly. As long as you have me, you might as well exploit my talent. We're going to be all right, Mrs. Montague. After the show, we're having a buffet. You can slice the baloney.
3: He's been doing that for years. Because
5: everyone is doing something for the affair. As long as they're having cold cuts, why don't you donate your
4: tongue? Sure, who needs a tongue? Now, wait then. Perhaps Evan and I could do a Shakespearean scene that wouldn't conflict with you. Midsummer Night's Dream. That's it, Lily. I can play a Queen of the Amazons, and Edwin can play Bottom.
5: Hold well on, Mrs. Montague. Remember, we're doing it in a public school.
4: <laughs> uh,
2: don't be so... Don't be stupid, Sam. Don't be stupid, Sam. It's a,
5: it's a famous... famous play. But Lily, I've never played. I've never played the part of
4: Bottom. Well, even you love it. You play a weaver who falls asleep in a forest. Good. A magic spell is cast over you. I'm. When Bottom wakes up, you have the head of a jackass.
2: <laughs> the head
3: of a jackass. Here's why the Bottom falls out of the PTA. <laughs> Lily, are you crazy?
5: Here, in my first appearance on the stage in years, you want me to, to wear the head of a jackass. What will people say? They'll
3: say he hasn't changed a bit. Lily,
5: will you return that vanishing cream we bought for Agnes on her birthday? Tell them it didn't work. She's still around.
4: Uh, Sam, whatever it is, you can count on us. Right, Edwin?
5: Very well, we'll do something. Well, that's just George. Here are some tickets for you to sell. Tickets yes?
4: Well, take them, Edwin. Make your friends buy them.
5: Better get back and rehearse the balcony scene. I have to practice climbing that balcony. The other day, I fell down and almost split my head open. Isn't that right, Martha? Yes. <laughs> Well, let's go. Martha and I want to have a martini before dinner. Good. We never drink, but we always have that one martini before dinner. Isn't that right, Martha?
2: Uh-oh. Goodbye.
5: Oh, God, it's people like that who give neighbors a bad name. Oh,
4: now, Edwin, I like the Harrisons. That Sam Harrison, he's down to earth.
5: Not far enough. <laughs>
4: Well, I'm glad we can help them out with their PTA theatrical. You will try and sell the tickets, won't you, Edwin?
5: Yes, yes. I'll sell them to the people around my Uncle Goodheart radio program. Ah, oh, that's nice. Yes, I've been trying to get even with them for some time.
4: <laughs> now, Edwin, it'll be fun. We'll do one of our old scenes.
5: One of our old scenes. Oh, Lily. How the mighty have fallen. The magnificent Montague. We were once paid six sixty a ticket to see in Hamlet, Macbeth, Julius Caesar. We'll now be we seen at public schools thirty seven for forty cents with cold cuts.
1: <laughs> we'll be back with a magnificent Montague in just a moment.
2: Yes.
4: P R O G R E M.
5: UGG.
1: And now, back to the magnificent Montague. It is the day of the PTA Theatrical. He is just finishing his Uncle Goodhart broadcast. Listen.
5: And so, Ronald, remember, as you ride out on the highway, always keep your head high into the sun and light.
1: So ends another episode of Uncle Goodhart. Until he meets you again in his little cottage on the sunny side of the lane... Here is Uncle Goodhart with his thought for the day.
5: When your neighbor comes home fighting drunk and attacks his wife like an ogre, say to her as she's ducking an axe, he's such a nice man when he's sober. the air, Mr. Montague, You great show. You really hit the listeners today. Uh, Someday they're going to strike back. (laughs) (laughs) They love you. The housewives have given you their heart. Good. Good. As long as the housemaids don't give me the (laughs) knee. You're a big hit. The sponsor said he was thinking of sending you a nice note. Oh, come now. He shouldn't go to the trouble of learning how to write just for that. Please. No jokes about the sponsor. Aha, here's our director, Mr. Cinza. Good show, eh, Sinzer? Oh, it was a highfalutin humdinger. You see, Mr. Montague, it was a good show. Mr. Montague, I was supposed to tell you something. What? <laughs> I forgot. Sinzer, I envy you. You can never get a headache. There's nothing there <laughs> to ache. I didn't uh, try and remember what it was? All right, let me see. <laughs> Isn't it awful? Not even a glimmer. All right, all right, forget about it. I did. Right, I know you did. Now, look, boys, before I leave, I'd like to send you some tickets. Tickets? For tonight, the PTA of Public School 37 is having a theatrical evening. My wife and I are appearing. Sure, Mr. Montague, I'll take two. Here you are, thank you. How about you, Zinzer? Well, I don't know. The wife and I were going bowling tonight. Bowling? This is an evening of culture, and it's for a good cause. She sure loves to bowl. How come, Zinzer, this is for the PTA? She has her own ball. Uh, just tell her no bowling tonight. Boy, oh, boy, I tell her no bowling tonight and she'll bowl me. Oh,
2: well, <laughs>
5: Cinza, you can bowl any night. Keeps her in condition. Uh, As a favor to me. Uh, buy the ticket. She's got muscles like a horse, Now not we? Wait, <laughs> Ginger, now wait. My wife and I are going to appear. You've never seen us act. This is your chance, and it's cheaper than bowling. It is? A whole evening of entertainment for 40 cents, Plus cold cuts.
2: Oh, what are the details?
5: Well, there will be a scene from Romeo and Juliet, some poetry. Yeah, I don't mean that. But you asked for the details. Yeah, about the cold
2: cuts. <laughs> oh, no. See,
5: my wife can't eat liverwurst. As in as that's not the point. She breaks out and bumps. All right, all right. Don't, don't take the ticket. One piece of liverwurst and she looks like a bag of doorknobs. All right, <laughs> If liverwurst is more important than Romeo and Juliet. Say, Mr. Montague, are you really going to do Romeo and Juliet? Not exactly. Our neighbors, the Harrisons, are doing it. It'll probably come out like the liverwurst. (laughs) Big bumps all over (laughs) All right. Springer, why did you ask about Romeo and Juliet? Oh, I just saw it mentioned in a theater column this afternoon. Max Garland is going to produce Romeo and Juliet for Broadway. Max Garland? He's doing Romeo and Juliet. Oh, he used to be my producer. Imagine how far he'll get doing Shakespeare without me. Why, that nitwit, that nincompoop, that incompetent... That's him, all right. Who? Well, I just remembered, that's the man who's waiting on the telephone for you. Zinza, you... Where's the phone? Here, I'll get the connection. Waiting all this time, get the connection. Oh, Helen, would you connect Mr. Montague's call up... What? No. Really?
2: Oh. <laughs> Zinser! Get back!
5: Helen, will you send the call up? Uh, hello? Oh, here, here, Mr. Mario. Hello? Uh-huh. Meg? How are you, my boy? What do you mean? Huh? What, what? What do you mean? Am I available to Romeo and Juliet? What was I born for? <laughs> Be at your office at 8 o'clock tonight? Try and keep me from there, Max. Gentlemen, the and Montague rides again. Wait till I get home and tell Lily. <laughs> Oh, that's Edwin
3: Agnes.
5: I'll get it. Lily, Lily, it's happened, it's happened.
3: He was thrown off the air.
5: Quiet.
4: Uh, Edwin, you're late. We've got to get to the PTA affair. Oh, forget it,
5: Lily. Listen, Max Garland wants me to do Romeo. Oh,
4: that's wonderful, Edwin. Now, let's hurry. Sam and Martha left an hour ago.
5: Lily, you don't understand. I can't be bothered with amateur theatricals tonight. I have to see Max in a few minutes.
4: Edwin, you can't run out on them. They have you listed on the program. Lily,
5: are you mad? Max wants to see me tonight. Tomorrow may be too late. He may get Maurice Evans, Lawrence Olivier, or any other of those young squirts who think they can play Romeo.
4: Well, what about the people who are coming to see you tonight? I suppose they're unimportant. Oh,
5: let them see me on Broadway for 660 without cold cuts.
4: Just plain hand.
5: Agnes. <laughs> I'm in a hurry, but tomorrow, remind me, I owe you an insult.
4: Well, what will I tell the Harrisons and all the people who are expecting Oh, you? tell
5: them I've been drafted. Tell them that. it's almost 8 o'clock. I've got... He Max. Yes? Mr. Montague will send him right in. I must be nuts getting involved with that monster again. The ulcers he caused me, the sleepless night. My Edwin! <laughs> Ah, when I heard Romeo and Juliet was going to be revived on Broadway, I said, whether I in it or not, the best producer in New York is doing it, Max Garland. How could I do it without you, Edwin? Uh, Now, Max, there are lots of other actors who can play Romeo. I know, but none can play it like Maurice Evans. No, Max, none can... (laughs) Who? Maurice Evans, that's who I'm getting to play Romeo. Maurice Evans is playing Romeo. What am I playing, Juliet? No, you're playing her father. I, Edwin Montague, playing a bit. Now, wait, Edwin, you're too old to play Romeo. Too old? Max, I always thought you'd reach the height of stupidity, but I underestimated you. You reached new heights. I will be Romeo. Oh, for heaven's sake, Edwin, when Shakespeare wrote the play, Romeo was sixteen. If I put you on as Romeo, people will think it's the original company. Why, you ungrateful?
2: <laughs> Edwin,
5: please, let's not start again. I want you in the play, but give me a fighting chance. Give me a fighting chance. Give me a chance to show you. I do Romeo. I'll arrange an audition tomorrow. Lily and Impossible. I... Impossible. I'm signing the final papers with Maurice tomorrow morning. Just let me read it for you. Excuse me. Hello? Oh, hello, dear. What? What? Oh, no. Was that tonight? Yes, dear. Yes, dear. Yes, yes. Right away. Sorry, Edwin. That was my wife. I got to run. Max, if you just... Edwin, I'm late. My wife is dragging me to some horrible affair tonight. PTA amateur show or something at public school 37. If you just hear me as Romeo... Edwin, the thing has started already. Sorry. Oh, the stupid ungrateful... PTA? Public school 37? (laughs) Ha-ha! Max, you are going to hear me as Romeo. Gad, I hope I'm in time. Sorry, Mister, you can't go backstage. It started. I'm on the program. Let me through. Now where is he? Oh, oh, Sam, I speak to you. Mr. Montague, your wife is on stage. She's just finishing.
4: Let my keen knife see not the wound it makes.
2: Lady, Nor Macbeth. Nor heaven
4: peep through the blanket of the dark to cry, hold, hold.
5: Now listen, Sam. Um,
4: who you got here, Edwin?
5: Lily, I'm desperate. Sam, listen. Montague, Martha, and I go on right now in the balcony. Sam, scene. please, let Lily and me do the scene. Edwin,
4: how dare you? I refuse. I must
5: play Romeo. My whole career is at stake. I'll buy insurance from you. Twenty-year life? No, the premium. Uh, Sam, later. Go on, Sid.
4: Shame on you, Evelyn. Max is out there. Lily,
5: you must go on with me.
4: Never.
5: Well, I'll do it with Martha. And now, ladies and gentlemen and friends of the PTA.
2: <laughs>
5: Mr. Edmund Montague and my wife, Martha Harrison, will do the balcony scene from Romeo and Juliet. Music. <laughs> but soft, what light to yonder window breaks. It is the east, and Juliet is the sun. Arise! Arise! Here i and kill the envious moon. Ah, it is my lady.
2: Yes. Ah, it is
5: my love. Yes. She speaks, yet she says nothing. <laughs> the brightness of her cheek, would she? Came the stars as daylight doth a lamp. Oh, that I were a glove upon that hand. Might I then touch that cheek?
2: Yes. She speaks.
5: Oh, speak again, bright angel. Yes. She speaks again, Juliet. By a name I know not how to tell thee who I am. My name, dear saint, is hateful to myself because it is an enemy to thee. I, sweet Juliet, am a Capulet, and you, yes,
2: Are a Montague.
5: Yes. Oh blessed, blessed night! I'm afeard all this is but a dream. But I must fly. Juliet. Yes? My heart. Yes? My sweet. Yes? My dove. Yes? I go, but wilt thou leave me so unsatisfied? Yes. Then I must fly. Oh, this is ridiculous. Bring down the curtain.
4: How dare Lily, I'm
5: ruined. Ruined. Oh, Mr. Montague. Oh, Sam, you're crying. It was the most beautiful thing I've heard since Cohen on the telephone. <laughs> Lily, I'll never show my face again. Oh, don't be
4: silly, Edwin. As soon as it was over, Max rushed backstage. Lily,
5: no, where is he? Oh, I sent that rascal packing. You sent him away? He wanted Martha. Martha for Romeo and Juliet? No, he wanted her to a star in a revival of No, No, Nanette. No, no! You,
2: yes, you. Yes. Oh.
1: next week, friends, to The Magnificent Montague starring Monty Woolley. The Magnificent Montague is written by Nat Hyken and Billy Friedberg. And Seymour is Lily. Pert Kelton is Agnes. Also heard tonight were Art Carney, Johnny Gibson, and John Griggs. Jack Ward at the organ. This is Don Fardo speaking. <laughs>